Hi friends, join us as we dive into the themes, metaphors, and foreshadowing of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We are your hosts, Leah, Sarah, Tabby, and whether you're a new viewer or a longtime fan, welcome to Becoming Buffy. guys welcome back to becoming buffy today we're talking about season five episode 11 triangle um this is episode 11 not episode 12 which i think i said for into the woods that it was episode 11 and i meant episode 10 so this is the halfway point for the season guys after this episode we're officially halfway done with season five which or I, this is crazy i feel like we're blowing through season five or maybe i just feel like it always goes really fast in the front end, and then the back half of the season always feels like it goes longer because it just gets so heavy and so deep. I don't know. Really? But I feel the opposite. I always feel like the front half drags, and the second half like same. speeds up exponentially. Oh, okay. Well, then we're halfway done, guys, so it should be like a breeze for you from here on out. <laughs> I'm honestly kind of sad that it's going so fast. I love season I know. five. Because season four went by freaking slow. Yeah, it just dragged <laughs> on, bro. But I think it's also because, um, well, I mean, this doesn't change anything for the listeners. But for us, we've been recording them back to back. So it is going faster for us yeah, than it normally yeah. would. That's true. We've been we're kind of recording um, a few episodes back to back because Leah has her wedding soon, and so we need to take a little bit of a break. So we're trying to do it all now. Normally we go about a every other week pace, so it's a little bit more spread out. So it does feel like these past few episodes have gone a little bit faster than the ones before. All right. So Triangle was written by Jane Espenson, um, who has written you know classics like Band Candy, all those funny episodes, uh, directed by Christopher Hilber. Okay. So this, I think, is the most interesting tidbit about this episode. Christopher Hilber most famously directed the movies Bolt and The Princess and the Frog. Huh. I love Bolt. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, and Princess and the too. Frog, too. But I feel like Bolt is like more under the radar. Yeah, Miley Cyrus and um, what's his name? Guy who played Gre- in Greece. Uh, John, Tra- John the- Travolta? John Travolta. Yeah, he plays the uh, Bolt. Yeah, what? The I, didn't oh, know yeah. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, they sing a him and Miley Cyrus sing a duet at the very end of the movie. Can you guys it's tell I have kids? It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. Well, I've I probably watched it more recently than you have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and okay, so that's Christopher Hilber, who's the director of this episode. So even more interesting is Christopher Hilber's father is literal Disney legend. Um, his oh, I forgot to write down his name. Okay, he's a Disney legend. I don't remember his name. <laughs> you can look. You can Google it. I forget. It's something Hilber. Um, I literally wrote down all the stuff that he's like known for, but I forgot his name. Uh, so Christopher's father is a literal Disney legend. He was honored as such. Um, he's known for writing Sleeping Beauty, Peter Pan, no Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Wind in the Willows, Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and a host of other Disney shorts. Wow. Um, he produced The Bear and I, The Aristocats, The Ugly Dachshund, and a bunch of other features. And he wrote the lyrics for Disney songs such as Zippity Doo Dah, Zippity Doo Dah. You know that song? Zippity um, Yeah, and I'll stuck in your head for the rest of the episode. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, he also wrote I Wonder from Sleeping Beauty, On My Way from Brother Bear, and all the Peter Pan lyrics. Isn't that Dude, so cool? no way. That's crazy. Yep, yep, yep. So – he, these guys are, you know, 
Disney Disney classics, Disney legends, and it's kind of cool that we ended up having one of them do this episode. It's not the best episode in the world, but it's still kind of cool. All right, so this episode, like, I think it's pretty obvious kind of the themes of this episode and stuff, but I'll kind of go through it. Um, we kind of have a little bit of an homage to the classic Dr. Seuss story. Willow references the whole idea of the fish from the cat in the hat. Um, the, the cat in the hat is about trust, responsibility, social expectations, and honesty, which is very interesting. Um, I guess this is kind of our first Anya-centric episode, but also kind of not really. I was kind of bothered by the fact that Anya should have had a little bit more, like I would have liked a little bit more depthness to her background, a little bit more of a focal point on her and not so much it being split between a couple other people. But I'm still glad that we kind of got a little bit of an insight to who she was before she became a vengeance demon. We learned that she had an ex-boyfriend who cheated on her, and that's why she became a vengeance demon. Um, at the very least, this episode serves to establish that Anya is now a full-fledged member of the Scoobies. I mean, she kind of ha- already has been, but now by having her own episode that's centered around her, it, and it's not her being, you know, a villain like in season three in The Wish. Um I've really been appreciating that Tara and Anya have gotten more time this season. I feel like this season they've really made an effort to kind of put a, more of a focal point onto the side characters and the love interests, and I'm really liking that. Um, there was far too much time put on Riley, as we all know, so it's nice to have other people that we're centering on. Um We still have not had a Willow-centered episode this season. So this one kind of felt like it was supposed to kind of be about Willow, but also it was jarring because it was like this side of Willow. I won't say that it hasn't been teased before or hasn't been present, but this is the most that we've seen Willow like be – like her abusive magic felt like she was doing it intentionally – and she was also just being kind of mean to Anya in some cases. So it was just weird, mm. like not having seen Willow very much and then having this episode. I was like, oh, man, like this is odd. But my biggest criticism of this episode, and I'm sure you guys are going to agree with me, this episode weirdly centers around Xander. And I'm not okay with that. I'm still kind of reeling from Into the Woods and Xander's whole conversation there And this episode was weird in that it was Willow and Anya having tension because of their relationship with Xander. And it's supposed to somehow be a reflection of how Buffy's feeling about Riley. And it just, it came off as icky to me. How is it about Xander? Because the whole reason that Willow and Anya are fighting is because they both think the other person is going to, Anya thinks that Willow is going to steal Xander back. Well, I and understand it's gonna that. Be a relationship. I just didn't think that he was like it was about him. I I thought felt like it was a little bit about Anya and Willow a little bit, just with like a side topic of Xander. It is, but there are their fight. It's two girls that I wish we could like deal into delve into their emotions and their feelings and their thoughts about. Sure, and like maybe go into a little bit more of like deeper stuff about like, hey, why why are we mad at each other when like I'll give you an example. Anya is thinking Willow's going to steal Xander back from her because I know about um, you and Xander and the whole thing that happened with Cordelia, but Anya doesn't hold Xander responsible for his like culpability in that whole thing. And also maybe if you're worried that Willow can steal Xander back, maybe that's 
a problem with your boyfriend and not necessarily with Willow too, you know? So there was different things like that where it just felt like the women were held accountable and then the women were fighting and Xander was over here like, I'm just not going to be involved in this. And they're just, it felt like there needed to be a little bit more dipping of responsibility on all ends and stuff. So I just more so feel like this episode was kind of weird to watch. Like there was just like a lot of weird stuff going on and you kind of were like somehow over overwhelmed and also bored. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because there's stuff happening like kind of with Buffy, kind of with Willow, kind of with Anya, kind of with Xander. Mm-hmm. Like there's little stuff happening everywhere, but also nothing is really happening. Right. It was a complete filler episode simply yeah. because they needed to deal with the backlash of Riley. Yeah. I didn't mean to be like, it was boring. I just mean more so of like, it was one of those episodes that I was like, interesting. Like, that was that was interesting. But it's also nice having a lighter episode coming off mm-hmm. of last week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Before I watched this season, I always felt like Triangle was the weakest episode of the season. And a lot of people like feel that way. Um, I I think Into the Woods is far more of a weak episode. And, and I know it doesn't seem like it should be because like something actually happens, like you have Riley leaving, but that we, and you guys can listen to what we said about it last week, but we just, it feels like it's not very well written in comparison triangle while maybe not as I say, quote unquote, deep of an episode. It was a lot more enjoyable and lore wise, it kind of fit with everything else. So Uh, So this episode establishes that Willow and Anya accept one another's roles in Xander's life. There's themes of duality. Again, you have the two sides of Xander's life, the friendship with Willow reflecting his childhood, and then his romance with Anya reflecting his adulthood, and then Willow's tension between magic and her normal life. Anya's past is a vengeance demon, and then um, now her former life versus who she is now. So it's just, you know, kind of shown all sides of everyone. And then the episode title triangle is supposed to refer to a love triangle of sorts, but also unity and strength when everyone is working together in harmony with one another. You know, like the whole, the, the shape of the triangle is supposed to be like the strongest shape in nature or something like that. Um, and then... Anya and Willow are supposed to reflect Buffy's feelings here in this episode. So Anya's afraid that Willow will want Xander and cause him to stray. She mentions their cheating leading up to his breakup with Cordelia and her feelings manifest Olaf, who cheated on her. This is all supposed to deal with the last episode where Riley cheated on Buffy. So that's why there's a lot of callbacks to Willow and Xander's relationship because they cheated. Um, And then Buffy beating up Olaf is... Olaf is supposed to give her catharsis based on everything that's happened in the previous episode. So there's that stuff in there. But mostly I just enjoyed seeing the dynamic between a lot of people who are paired up with people we don't normally get to see. I think that's part of why this episode felt odd is because we have Buffy and Tara together, which we like never see. We have Willow and Anya, which we never have seen before. And then we have, I don't know, like who else? Oh, Spike and and Xander. Spike and Xander. Yeah. I mentioned Buffy and Tara, oh, Tara before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buffy so and Tara is like one of my favorite duos. Same. Yeah. I literally like watching them heal something in me. Like it's mm-hmm. just like, because Tara is like the only one up until this point that just is like, seems to enjoy being around Buffy and like doesn't <laughs> seem to have very like awful interactions with her. She's just kind of like nice to Buffy and it's nice. She feels like very at peace, like because Tara's just very like understanding and easygoing, and I think that's very healthy for Buffy to be around someone like that. 
Yeah. There were a lot of really great Buffy moments. I did appreciate how the episode allowed Buffy the chance to kind of express what she was feeling in many different ways. Like she talks to Giles, she talks to Dawn, she talks to Tara. You know, we have a couple of those moments in there, which I really liked. So we start off in Xander's apartment. We have Xander and Anya talking about um, kind of leading on from last episode, kind of talking about Riley leaving. And then Anya has like this moment of vulnerability that's like, hey, like if you decide to leave, I need like a warning. I need like one of those like bomb ticking off moments where it's like give me like a number give me like time to like you know I want a flashing neon sign I want all the yeah I want to be prepared I relate with this man being like I want to know so I can protect my heart so I can just be and I love this scene because not only does it establish and set up how Anya is going to be feeling for this episode. But you also have Xander's feelings because Xander and Riley were kind of close. Um, but it also establishes the aftermath of like Riley and – or Riley. Xander and Anya are close. They're a thing. Like they're they're serious now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in Xander's apartment. Like it just sets up a lot of stuff. I will say I'm still not over what Xander did last episode. So I'm still kind of salty at him. And I appreciate that Xander is thinking about Buffy. But I also just wish that this conversation had gone differently. Like Anya is – Talking about how Buffy is the problem in her I was relationship. About to say that. Yep. Yeah. There are relationship debris piling up in yeah, that was relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, huh? <laughs> you mean just two people? <laughs> she couldn't make it work with Angel and now she let Riley go away. That feels a little weird to me because Anya's struggling this entire episode with the fact that she had a boyfriend that cheated on her and she's afraid that Xander I think will cheat on her. Well, I think that's the whole point kind of like they're saying this now when both of them have had the same issues and like with Anya, her ex coming to this episode, I think it's supposed to be kind of like said in the beginning because it's supposed to show No, the- it is, but Anya's holding Buffy at fault for being cheated on yeah. when Anya herself has been cheated on and again, it's this this problem this entire episode of like the men not being held accountable here, except for maybe Olaf, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Also, Xander, like, shut up. Let's talk about your past, Xander. Demon magnet, cheated on Cordelia. Like, I don't want to hear about relationship debris, dude. Literally. Don't want to hear it. Xander then says like he doesn't think it's a pattern and he wonders how she's dealing with the breakup. It's just so annoying because it's like, who are you to decide? Who are you to make the call? Who are you to – why are you talking about it? Like, it's just so stupid. It's like, you don't know anything. Do you ever hear Buffy talking about any of your relationships like that? No. She's not bringing up Cordelia. She's not bringing up Anya. She like, brought Anya up and into the woods, but that was called for because Xander was like, you know, trying to call her out But also, it wasn't even like malicious. It was just like – being honest and we know that it was honest because Xander immediately went and took it to heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This scene is funny though. This next scene. <laughs> yeah, in the convent we have Buffy like saving a nun from a vampire and then she's like, "So, um about being a nun, what's the food like? It, do you have to be super religious?" I like how they have the nun that she saves have blonde hair. So you think like, oh my gosh, Buffy's decided to become a nun. That's <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> I love the fit too. She's wearing the silky pink shirt, hoops. She's got a stake in the back pocket. Like I know that she's suffering from 
the loss of Riley and all that stuff. But I feel like she's bouncing back really well, too. So that's, that, you know, that counts for something, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. So in the training room, we have Buffy training with Giles. Um, and then he kind of mentions he's going to go to England um, for the council, see what they know about Glory. And he mentions he's like, hey, I'm not going to talk about Dawn. I won't mention her. And Buffy's like, hey, but are you still going to mention the key? Um, to which he implies that he will. Um, he says that he would use the initiative in this case to kind of figure out information, but Riley was their only kind of way into that. Um, Buffy talks about the breakup, says that sometimes it feels like the end of the world, the beginning of the breakup, but she'll get over it eventually. They have a sweet little moment of kind of joking about it. And I was like, oh, I love this, like seeing that, like it, it, I don't know, I, 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 maybe I'm just making this up, but I'm like, oh, like I feel like Buffy and Giles alone conversations haven't happened much in season five. No, so they I was really, really soaking haven't. this up. Yeah, and also I think it was so important for us to see Giles kind of checking in with her, and we don't necessarily see Joyce checking in with Buffy, but by Joyce being in this episode and then her talking with Dawn, I felt like she had all the conversations with all the important people that she needed to. Buffy really got around in the conversations this episode. I was like, Which yay, Buffy's good. going around and like, like kind of like bouncing back into her like relationships with everyone. It was making me happy. This was her first kind of more normal breakup. Like it didn't work out. He left. You know, obviously there was a, there was the mystical cheating aspect. The know. mystical cheating. But, <laughs> but he didn't die. He he didn't leave because, you know, his, his soul is going to leave his body. Like, it, it ultimately boiled down to they didn't work. Right. Uh, and he left. And I think it's, it's really cool. And it's also therapeutic to see Buffy going through a breakup in such a normal way. Like, she's yeah. just moody and crabby and leaning on her friends. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's nice seeing it. So we have Giles telling the gang that he's leaving for a week, um, to which Anya is very eager to run the store on her own and prove that she's good to do it on her own. Uh, and we get our first taste of the tension between Anya and Willow. And it's just immediately palpable. I mean, they're talk it's the whole classic arguing through a third party when the yeah. person is Ooh. right there. I've never had that experience, guys. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, a little salty. <laughs> she's like, Xander, she's talking as if I'm not here. Make her stop. And poor Xander. I do feel bad for him in this episode. This is what's yeah. frustrating about Xander, actually. I'm going to get this out right now. Last episode, I <laughs> wanted to punch him. And it's like, even though he's grown... This episode, I was like, oh, he's really admirable in this episode. Like, he handles things pretty well. And I'm like, oh, the whiplash with this dude. I can't. Yeah. I mean, he handles things fairly well. I mean, he's just kind of, like, avoidant in this episode. And, I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know how much is, like, if actually petty, his fault. Though, but, like, yeah. honestly, if, if this is petty issues between my friend and my girlfriend, I'd be like, you guys figured out. This has been a long time coming. This has nothing to do with me at this point, you know? I kind of get it. Yeah. I kind of wonder if Anya's insecurity, though, is – and this could be all on her. It could be insecurity due to, like, past traumas and stuff. But I, I think Xander could do more to reassure Anya because there is a difference between your best friend and your girlfriend yeah. at the end of the day. And I kind of understand him not wanting to have to choose between, like, whose life – because, that like, obviously all lives are equal and stuff. But when it comes down to, like – talking to Anya, maybe even private and just saying, hey, I love you. And like 
this is this is what happened in my past, but that's not going to happen because I love this about you and all this. We don't see much reassurance with Xander. And I know we had the last episode and maybe I'm downplaying it simply because it was hard to take that last scene with him and Anya seriously in the last episode because of what episode it was. Um, but I think that Anya needs more reassurance from Xander on a more regular basis and also more building up because we do also have the comments that he makes about her in public about like, hey, like you're a little socially awkward. You don't understand cues and things like that. And even though it's well-meaning, that could get really embarrassing over time. And I get this sense in this scene between Anya and Willow that Anya's tired of that being kind of the running joke between people and that being something that's constantly brought up um, because she's trying her best, man. Yeah. I really liked, I didn't like how Willow, like how Willow was acting, but I liked how they wrote this because I don't think Willow is doing this intentionally. I think Willow doesn't like Anya. She hasn't liked Anya for a long time. We have pangs where she wants to like uninvite her from Thanksgiving. Um, and we have Willow kind of talking around Anya and talking down to her without meaning to. And Anya, mm-hmm. all of this stuff is happening because it's built up pen- like it's built up tension from weeks and weeks and months of Willow not treating her like a full-fledged adult. And I understand yeah. like snapping over something absolutely ridiculous and minute because I honestly of a bigger issue. Between these two. I'm like way more on Anya's side in this case. I'm like the way that Willow is like, like you're saying, Sarah, like the way that she's responding is very much like it's a default response. She's not really Mm -hmm. thinking about it much. And like Anya may not be able to uh, pick up on a lot of things, but she could pick up on people's like, you know, cues towards her. For the most part, oh, tone, body yes. language, so, all that. Yeah. yeah. So I really feel for her. And it's like just unnecessary. Like, why can't Willow just be like, hey, I here's a fear I have based off of like real fears. Like, I, I'm not saying that Willow doesn't have real fears when it comes to Anya because she was a vengeance demon for a thousand years and killed people and tormented Ben. So like I can understand her like protection of Xander, but it's coming out in just really nasty, ugly ways. And Anya has been in the gang for over a year now. So like, why can't you have the open communication? You know, I like that little moment where Willow says we can come between classes. Usually I use that time to copy over my class notes with a system of different colored pens, but it's been pointed out to me that that's, you know, insane. And then Tara says, I said quirky. And that moment is to show how type a Willow is and how she likes things done in a certain way, but also to show how she struggles with criticism. She doesn't like being criticized and she struggles with control. And so that kind of lends itself to the rest of this episode where Anya is legitimately telling her, hey, like, don't do this stuff. And Willow's like, I can disregard all of this stuff because I know better or whatever. And then doesn't like the criticism that she gets because of it. So I don't know. It's interesting. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the dynamic between Willow and Anya gives me when like you start dating a guy and he has like a quote-unquote girl best friend and she like thinks that she's more important in his life than you and you're just kind of sitting there going no like you're important but you're not his girlfriend or you're not his wife or you're not whatever like that's kind of what it gives me where it's like She's all Willow's almost like, oh, well, Xander's my friend. He's my like, I get to protect him. I get. To, and it's like, but he's Anya's boyfriend. 
Right. You got to let go. You need to let go and be a friend and be like, you know what? If they're having issues, they'll figure it out or they won't and they'll break up. But it's not my place to butt in. Yep. 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 And that's, that's the thing. Like there's something I can't quite pinpoint in this episode that just like sets me off. And I think part of it is I feel like this episode was unnecessary in pitting Anya and Willow together because all it does is it reminds us of Xander and Willow (laughs) having that affair. Yes. And here's the thing. I would say that if Willow and Xander never had their affair, that I would be on Willow's side. Hmm. But because they did have an affair, I don't care how long ago it was. Anya has a leg to stand on to be like, can you not uh, butt in at all? Not to mention Willow has not been very nice to Anya. And it kind of, and yes, I know she was a vengeance demon, all that, but it's like the whole gang is full of second chances. They've given a second chance to Angel. They're even nicer to Spike. Like, um, Giles and just, Ripper days. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And so it's just kind of like. But Anya's human now. Anya presumably has a soul. Like, you know, we're giving her yep. the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yep. But at the end of the day, like, Anya's in a relationship. Willow's acting not very nicely. Willow's also full on stealing in this episode. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just. What? Yeah, it's just not okay. Willow just kind of has. Um, What's the word? She has privileged mindset in this episode. She's very presumptuous. Yeah, it's a little frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. This is like the uglier side of Willow that really bugs me. And I feel like all of it was out in this episode. Well, yes. and I think that's why this episode is so jarring because we yeah. go from barely seeing anything of Willow exactly. to like all of a sudden we're like, what the yeah. frick is Willow doing? Like, yeah. and then it makes you mad. And then it's like, and I'm not trying to be like all gang ho on Willow because Anya does crappy stuff too. And I understand to a certain extent why Willow has an issue with Anya. Sure, from the because wish. of everything. Absolutely. Yes, right. from everything. But it's just weird seeing Willow like this when we've barely seen her all season. It's almost exactly. like, what the frick are they doing with her? Like, it's it's jarring. Yeah. I won't. I will say it isn't 100% out of character though, because I think we saw bits of this in Wild at Heart, in um, New Moon. Was it Wild at Heart? Yeah, Wild at Heart when Oz cheats on her, and then again in Something Blue. Like there's been instances of Willow being petty and saying things like this, but it just, like you said, it's out of the blue. So anyway, yeah. So Buffy comes in, tells him about like the whole nun situation. Because Xander asks, like, how slaying is. And they're like, oh, they're all like, is she good? (laughs) No, she's not, guys. (laughs) No, she's not. Yeah. Then we jump over to the house. and We see Joyce in normal clothes. Hallelujah, guys. Joyce is doing better. And Dawn and Buffy kind of, like, make fun of her little robe, too. I was like, oh. I love this scene. I think this is probably my favorite scene of this episode between Dawn and Buffy. And then just classic sibling stuff like Buffy goes to her room and Don's like, what you doing? And just her deadpan and playing soccer while <laughs> reading the magazine. <laughs> it's Leah and Tabby. It's like you guys as roommates, honestly. No, I always <laughs> wanted to hang out with Leah. That's Leah what I got, mean. 
Leah yeah. got overstimulated by my questions all the time. You're you're Dawn in this situation. <laughs> yeah, Leah literally. is a puppy. <laughs> yeah, literally. Tabby just didn't really understand quiet time hours. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Leah and I did everything together. We have the same like friend groups. We have like all that stuff. We have the same job. And so I'd come back and I'd be like, I want to hang out more. And Leah would be like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I just spent all day with you. No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Buffy's like, okay, fine, you can come in and hang out with me. Just don't touch anything. There, there's a, there's a part of the script. There's actually a lot of the script that was cut out. Um, so the part where Buffy says, okay, that's a lie. I was angry with him, but not like I didn't want to see his face. Don says, God, Rusty Keeler didn't sit with me at lunch, and I cried for two days and secretly spat in his milk one time. I have. <laughs> that's so like middle school though is like everything is so dramatic yeah <laughs> and then she says i haven't even seen you cry at all <sighs> this again buffy says but if i had milk access oh the spitting would be spectacular and don <laughs> says be serious <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i love the scene like this is what sisterhood is like you know it's like the annoyance and then it's like fine you could be in here but then end up actually enjoying your company together um yeah and like even just like like Buffy acts way more annoyed with Dawn than I think that she actually it's like a default with sisters you just mm-hmm. you can't help it it's like ugh, like you're annoyed but it's like you actually like really prefer them to be around like when yeah. they start talking and have like these hard hearts about Riley and such like she starts like petting her hair and like mm-hmm. it and it's like a reflex it's not even like she's like thinking about it I'm like you guys love each other like <laughs> yeah you just love to do you all just this you crap. don't get it unless you have sisters like yeah. I will watch sisters literally like berate each other like <laughs> you're so annoying I hate you and then it's like five seconds later they're like um, this person's really annoying. They're like, oh my God, yeah, let's go get food. Like, that's just how <laughs> sisters are. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't necessarily fair, <laughs> but I'm just remembering the prom and how Buffy's like, I feel like I'm going to die and I can't breathe. And how she's like sobbing in Willow's lap. And now she's here. She's like, I mean, it sucks, but you just keep going. Every day's going to get a tiny bit. Better. I mean, she's a little unfazed. Or she's a little, like, yeah, like unfazed now. Like, but Angel was like, really took her down. And then she's like, you know what? If I can get over Angel, I can get over anyone. And she may have little breakdowns here and there, but she's still doing life in the between the breakdowns. Whereas like Angel took her down for a while. Yeah. Well, but also it's like your second breakup is always going to be a little bit easier yeah. than your first. Your first but is also, like it's Riley, you've guys. never experienced it. Yeah. And it's Riley. It's a little cringe to cry over uh, <laughs> Riley. And I, I just – I want to give Buffy a hug so bad and be like, stop blaming yourself. Stop making it seem as if it was your fault because you, Buffy's just blaming herself. Xander c- blames Buffy. Anya blames Buffy. Like, I just – no. And I, we've said all we said in Into the Woods. So, again, go back and listen to it if you are confused on our thoughts on all that. But, like, Buffy doesn't need to blame herself at all in my book at least. And I think in the show's book. But the show doesn't agree with me. So, whatever. And then we oh, jump over this- to this <laughs> – Crypt. Uh, this episode is giving me um, the the low key, high key toxicity of Spike in a humorous way. That um, yeah. That what episode was that where he tried like killing Willow and it was played off as like impotence? What episode oh, is that? Lovers Walk. No, no, no. The other one. It was in lovers the dorm, walk. dorm room. The dorm room. No love. Oh, not lovers walk. Oh, it was um. 
Were you about to say it slowly as if I was stupid, Sarah? <laughs> no, because he because he lovers kidnapped walk. Willow in Lovers Walk no, and then I know. he didn't kill the college her one. and she was wearing the same one. You're right. Oh, which one was that? The That's initiative. Lovely. It was the initiative. It yeah. could be, yeah. It was because there was the parallels between both Riley and Spike coming into yes, the dorm room. You're right. Yes. 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 Oh, it is. It's giving me the same energy as that because just like it's creepy. Like he has the chocolates. He's apologizing, gets angry, hits the man again. This is definitely, guys, this is again. definitely who we want to see stepping in the gap there That now that Riley has gone. Heck no. Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah. Like I – James Marsters is hilarious and him uh-huh. as Spike is so funny. And so I watch this and I'm cracking up. But then when I sit yep. to think about it and then I read this words on the piece of <laughs> it's paper. The manipulation. I'm like, this it's manipulation. It's like in the moment, I'm like, oh, oh, he's going through such a hard time. And then as soon as I'm out of the scene, I'm like, no, I'm not. Get back together, Tabby. Get your head yeah. back together. It had me. It had me. It had me gooping and gackling all the time. <laughs> gooping and gackling. <laughs> Uh, back at the shop, we have Anya, Willow, and Tara helping um, kind of set up the shop for the day. And then Willow and Tara are just kind of like confidently taking stuff from off the shelves and like making concoctions for spells. And poor Anya is stressed out of her mind. I relate with Anya. And also, okay, apparently yeah. at Amy is still a rat. Poor Amy. <laughs> I know. Every time they've shown her, I'm like, no way. Like, no way they haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> if this girl Poor ever thing. becomes deratted, she's going to be so mad at Willow. <laughs> well, and Anya's, like, nervous because she's like, well, like, this is the first time that Giles has given me, like, reins to the shop while he's not here. I want to make sure that everything goes really smoothly. That's really kind of a big responsibility. And you're an employee. That's really scary. I will say... Willow and Tara's idea to make a giant bright ball of sunshine for Buffy to have in the, the graveyard is actually very brilliant. It is a great idea. Um, and but why do that inside? You know what I mean? Like, what if it, like, explodes and, like, you know what I mean? Sure. I mean, they could just buy the stuff and do it somewhere else, but Willow doesn't want to pay for it. She just wants to get it for free. <laughs> well, and then Willow floats all the stuff in the store. And yeah. I, I was like, Willow – that is just antagonizing her. Like, that's taking a step too far. She calls Anya the fish from the cat in the hat. And I was like, does that make you the cat, Willow? Because that's not a good thing. Honestly, yeah. I'm related with the fish. Hands down. Yeah, same. That poor fish is so <laughs> stressful. That fish movie. went through it. The cat was annoying. My God. <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, oh, that poor fish. <laughs> that poor house. The poor family. Yeah. Right. Um, Tara trying to stand up to Willow. I appreciated. I understand. I don't hold Tara to like. I don't blame Tara she's at all. Thinking she it's tries fine because she trusts Willow. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the store and knowing Giles, you know. But also Tara, like we see her struggle with confidence and learning to stand up for herself. So I, I feel bad for her being stuck in this position. Like I don't blame her for running out like Xander did. Yeah, well, then Xander comes in and is, like, super happy and is like, hey, like, my two favorite girls and you too, Tara. Aww. <laughs> that was cute. Like, why couldn't you just say my favorite girls? Like, poor Tara. <laughs> just leave Dang. it implied. He yeah. didn't see Tara. He walked in and saw the other two and then was like, oh, yes, three favorite girls. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, they do the whole arguing through Xander again. Oh, <laughs> Willow's lines are so stupid. She's like, I'm not burglaring. I'm like, that's literally what you're doing, girlfriend. Literally. 
the maturity in this episode. I'm like, oh my goodness, you guys, figure it out. And then Tara's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't like put him through this. Like, <laughs> she's like trying to smooth things over. Xander's like, hide behind Tara. He's like, please protect me. Yeah. Uh, Willow's like, hey, if it doesn't work, Giles doesn't need to know about it. Oh, yikes. And then uh, she's like, don't worry. I'll, I'll, let me show you how to do something. And then makes the cash register disappear. Why the cash register, dude? Like, of that's all things. The money. Well, he's like, the money. <laughs> well, and then it comes back and it's like all like kind of damaged. And like the money is like, I mean, it's implied the money's like, what, fine, but could have been yeah, ruined. Right. But I'm like, oh, could you imagine? That's awful. Like, why would you choose the cash register of all things? Well, but also it's like having this job has been one of the first things that we've seen Anna, Anya like enjoy on her own apart from Xander. Mm-hmm. And so it's like for her to be like kind of belittling uh, to Anya and like toying with the one thing she's cared about since becoming a human that isn't her boyfriend is just so rude. And I mean like – Willow mimicking Anya. I like money better than people. People can so rarely be exchanged for goods and services. And says the person stealing. Literally stealing. Yeah, I know. She's so mean to her. Xander's like, hey, I'm over this. You guys have to deal with your issues on your own and leaves. Oh, gosh. And then she brings Tara into it. And Tara's like, you know what? Um, You guys need to work it out. And leaves too. As she should. As she should. Yeah. We love a queen that puts up boundaries. <laughs> yeah. She's like, nah, not me too. <laughs> not, I already she's have like, my you know crappy law in law. Yeah, I was about to say, she's <laughs> she's used to people fighting. She's like, mm, no. And then the next scene we have, like, Anya writing down all the stuff that Willow is using. She's like, oh, that's expensive. Oh, that one's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> oh, and then Willow does the spell but gets irritated because Anya is kind of talking through it. What, to which she messes up the spell and brings a troll back. Bam, bam, Okay, so this part is important because the reason the spell misfired is because of the the verbiage that Willow uses. So Willow's doing it. Anya's stepping in, which, okay, this part is on both of them because as both of them are magic casters, they should know not to, one, leave a spell hanging, but two, talk and say random words in the middle of a spell because you never know what's going to happen. So- the words are very important here because Willow says, hey, Anya, whatever really has you mad, just say it like you do every other thought that stomps through your brain. Come on, let it out. And then that's like the end. And so literally what has been running through Anya's brain is the fact that her ex-boyfriend cheated on her and she went back to vengeance and she's afraid that Xander's going to do the same thing and she doesn't want to feel that pain again. And I don't know, maybe she's afraid to be a vengeance demon again. Maybe she doesn't want to go back to that life. Like we've We've heard her talk about how excited she is that she's growing and changing and becoming a full-fledged human. So I don't know. I appreciate this little insight to Anya's, um, like what's going on inside of Anya's brain. Uh, And then the troll pops up, smashes a ton inside the magic shop. Poor magic shop, dude. Gets used and abused all the time. Gets stolen (laughs) from this episode, gets smashed to pieces. (laughs) Yeah, justice for the magic shop. Totally the victim in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Justice. Yep. Uh, And then he leaves third person now to storm out of the magic shop. This episode. He's like, I don't even want to be a part of this crap. You two deal with your issues. (laughs) Like, don't drag me into this. Really (laughs) weird. I need to leave. (laughs) Then we have the campus. I feel like we haven't seen the college campus in in a bit. Mm -hmm. And we have Buffy and Tara have the same class together. Look at them. It's Greek art. 
And this is probably the first time Buffy has showed up at that class since everything (laughs) this semester. Yep. This is um, important because I was like, oh, this is weird. Why are they showing them at class? Like that's a very season four thing. Like we haven't seen this in a while. It's important, one, to establish that Buffy's life is going back to normal. But two, this reminds me a lot of the beginning of season four when Buffy is walking with Willow out of sight class and they're talking about Riley. So this is intentional to point back to the fact that this is where she met Riley. This is where their relationship really started. And this is another indication that she's missing him. And then Tara kind of mentions like the squabble with Anya and Buffy's like, Xander left Anya? What? <laughs> they have a miraculous love and starts breaking down. I wouldn't quite call it miraculous, but you know, we'll give it to Buffy. It's all right. <laughs> She's being supportive. Honestly, when you're going through a breakup, like you feel everything 15 times more than you would normally. <laughs> oh, like yeah. a bug dying in front of you is like cause to take off class for the day. Like <laughs> had a wife. <laughs> no, literally like everything just seems like painful. Or really, really happy. Like, that's it. I was about to say, I feel like Buffy's depiction of going through a breakup is really realistic in this episode. Like, going through a breakup is a lot of high highs and low lows. It's either like, okay, this is a fresh start. Okay, you know what? I can use this. I can have a brand new life. I can start over. I can kind of like, I have more free time. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're going through this whole Mm -hmm. new phase of life and you have some sort of like hope in it because you're like, what if I meet someone that I like more, like whatever. Um, and then like 10 seconds later, something triggers you and you're bawling in the bathroom out of public. Like yeah. they're really, that's just what it's like. And so like seeing Buffy being like all optimistic and talking about it in such a healthy way to like Giles and like Dawn. And then a scene later, she's like sobbing because she's misreading a conversation. I'm like, this is what a breakup is. But I also just feel so bad for her. Like she says, a little thing, see thing is a little thing gets bigger. You don't catch the little thing and then boom, you've got this whole huge thing. Buffy's PTSD because she thought the relationship was fine. She thought that it was all going great and Riley's the one that had the issue and then he blames it all on her. she's focusing on Joyce and and she had no idea. Exactly. But he blames her and leaves and everyone else blames her. She blames herself. So she's sitting there going, I got to catch all the little things. I got to make sure it's yeah. okay. Like she's got to make sure because you never know if that little thing becomes a big thing. Well, because he girl- never communicated exactly. too. He just had exactly. all these issues and never told her. So she's stuck here with the fallout going, I, I must have done something wrong. I don't know what I did. So that means like now I got to be hyper vigilant in my next relationship. And I just feel so bad for her. Yep. Then we have Anya and Willow driving erratically <laughs> through. I just kept thinking they were speeding through residential areas, like where people are living. I'm like, y'all, kids could run out in front immediately. And I know it's a 25 mile per hour zone. Yeah. Like, there ugh. should be a bunch of speed bumps that they're flying over to yep. as well. And they live in California. I know there's speed bumps there. Whoever dressed them or styled them, first of all, Willow's fits are so yes, cute in this episode. Love them. I, I, she always wears really long skirts. And she's, she's better in shorter. shorter skirts. Yeah. yeah, she's a little bit shorter. So the long skirts don't really look that great on her all the time. I think maybe it's it, the shirts that they pair it with. It doesn't look that great with it. It's the 2000s. It's just yeah. the styles. But yeah. the shorter skirts have always looked so cute on yes. her. And I think this is my favorite hair on her. I love the yeah, short the curly, curly hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you'll notice, they styled her and Anya's hair very similar. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They really love to do subtleties in hair mm-hmm. and wardrobe in the show. They do. It's kind of cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. 
Willow's kind of looking through like spell stuff while Anya and her are arguing still about the troll. Um, and then Anya's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, by the way, I don't know how to drive. That would freak me out. <laughs> not Willow being like, put the top up. The pages are all blowy and the pages are not moving at all. <laughs> so at the bronze, we have Xander and, Sp- Xander and Spike bumping into each other. Spike-, <laughs> Spike is immediately annoyed with Xander. But then he like doesn't leave him alone. He like walks around and sits down next to him and just keeps talking to him. He's been spending too much time with the mannequin. He needs a little bit of time to like talk yeah, to where's a real- Harmony person uh i think she dumped his butt and left no she's still there isn't she yeah no there's still a relationship so spike asks if the toot is from buffy referring to xander and asks if she's okay (laughs) (laughs) your conscience or not conscience bothering you there spike and xander's like confused he's like why the heck are you asking me about buffy uh back at the shop we have buffy and tara at the shop now and are very concerned because no one's there and everything's all trashed. And poor Tara's like freaking out. She's like, what if something's happened? And then the troll in the streets is like rambling and scaring people. And <laughs> all his all his, his dialogue in the script is in all caps. You do well to flee townspeople. I will pillage your lands and dwellings. I will burn your crops and make merry sport with your more attractive daughters. Ah, <laughs> he looks like he's from Pylea from the season two angel arc. He yeah. looks like they took uh, some character design from there. This scene between Xander and Spike in the bronze cracks me up because Xander Xander must be so desperate to the point where he's opening up to Spike Mm -hmm. of all people. And it's like he never once has a moment where he like seems to realize what he's doing. This is just all so normal and natural. And he's like talking about Anya and Willow and, you know, all this stuff. And Spike's like, I know that. Look, a lot of people never really got Drew, you know? Mm -hmm. And and Xander's like, that's nice. She was insane. But back to me. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Spike is bringing up Buffy. Spike Spike and Xander are like one of my favorite duos to watch. Yeah. They're so funny together. Spike coming in with the dad. So uh, what's the Slayer think of all this friction in the ranks? Can't be good for morale. Like, you know, someone needs to slap him in line here. And Xander's like, I don't know. Like, why are you bringing (laughs) Buffy in here? Like, Spike keeps trying to find ways to insert Buffy into the conversation. (laughs) She's like, I wonder what you're thinking about at the moment. Stares at Xander for a response. He's like, um... I actually do not know. And then Spike gets angry, takes it out on Xander. He's like, I mean, did she want to be made a fool of? And what does someone have to do to make it right? And Xander's like, when did this ever have anything to do without you, dude? (laughs) I don't know how people are not picking up on the cues. I'd read into it immediately. Xander, Xander's not the most self-aware king here, guys. He's Plus, I don't really think people care. Yeah, he knows yeah. Buffy really well, guys. You not remember the last episode? Uh, no, I am trying with <laughs> everything in me to not bring up the stuff that happened in the last episode. Like we kind of have to to a certain extent, but guys, like that last episode did me in. It did me in. I'm trying so hard not to hate Xander <laughs> and Spike and Riley right now. Like, <laughs> let me live. Any in man live, is laugh, public love. enemy number one yeah, in this show right now. How I feel. Yeah. I'm like, good thing Jaws is gone because at this point I can't Honestly, see anybody. <laughs> we could take it all out on the troll this episode. Except he's funny. Yeah. He's like, I want babies. And Spike's like, where do you think? The hospital? And Xander's like, no. (laughs) The look he gives him is like, be for real right now. 
He's like, what? Shut up. He's like, stop giving away the location of the babies. Yeah. (laughs) The girls come in and they try to warn them about the troll, to which he's literally right there talking to them. Um, And then Buffy and Tara also come in. And then Spike's like, hello, (laughs) Buffy. (laughs) Buffy shoots him an evil look. (laughs) He steps back rejected. He's like, hello, Buffy. And she's like, what? (laughs) Spike, like... Fawning over Buffy is hilarious to me because she's just like, okay, like <laughs> she's so in her own <laughs> world. Then we have the reveal that Anya used to Dated date him. <laughs> this guy. And I love how everyone slowly is turns. Like, what? <laughs> They're like so judging her. And Xander's like, you dated him. Buffy's like, you dated a troll. And Willow's like, and we're what? Surprised by this? Okay, Willow. Willow, okay, okay well, you dated Xander. Xander dated, <laughs> Xander dated a teacher who was also an insect. So let's go back to that one. Yeah. Uh, and he cheated on her and she made him into a troll, which, you know, deserved. I think that we should channel that energy for Riley and Xander. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be fine if Riley was turned into a troll. I like how she's like, which, by the way, is how I got the job as a vengeance demon. Like, she's low-key proud of herself. I was like, you know, go for it, girl. This Barbie was a vengeance demon. Well done, Anya. Well, the troll's like, hey, I was stuck in a crystal ball for, like, a long time. I'm a little angry. Not in my heart. It was was only only one person. It was only one wench. It's like those bro podcasts that are like, yeah, my girl got so upset because I literally slept with one person, but it's not cheating because girls, when they sleep with people, it's an emotional thing, but guys don't because it's just oh, it's just a bodily yeah. function. Ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, the worst thing was you cursing me. It's like, well, dude, um, no, actually, I think it was your attitude is the whole thing. And then he's like, next thing you know, I'm a troll and curse you on you. You're going to die for this. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was quite an escalation there, dude. Typical. <laughs> Also, this sounds very so middle ages. Are they yeah. saying that Riley is the troll, like cheating and then blaming the woman they were with, like for all of this? Because if so, I'm on board with this. I'm gonna this take interpretation. That. I'm just gonna take it. It is Let's canon now, guys. Great. Yes, it is. We say so. Yep. <laughs> Xander's like, but but you seem to enjoy the being a troll, and the troll's like, I adjusted, and then what happened? Witches, disgusting witches. They trapped me. And again, there's a lot of parallels between Anya and Willow. And like calling Anya a witch and Willow is very clearly the witch as well. Like, again, these parallels, they're interesting. Xander has a type, maybe. I don't know. Well, and then he breaks down the banisters with the poor like people in the upstairs loft um, to which the troll runs out and leaves. um, And then uh, Buffy tells Willow and Anya to go to the shop and figure out a spell that actually works and Buffy and Spike help the victims on the ground. No. Okay. But let's talk about Spike copping a feel because that was nasty. Oh, I forgot about that. It's even in the script too. It says, no, but I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) She's literally trying to save people and he's over here like (laughs) men are vile. I know. I'm, I'm just angry at all the men right now. I'm more mad that someone wrote that in a script and was like, well, it's just yeah, let's, let's do this to our heroine. Yeah. No, in no a kidding. feminist show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's giving mm-hmm. in a superhero movie when the girl falls and the guy and her boobs are in his face. Oh, in every Joss Whedon movie, you yeah. mean? Yeah, you mean literally every single Joss Whedon superhero <laughs> yeah. movie he's ever oh, made. Hmm. Guys, Avengers what Age of is Ultron, the correlation Superman. here. Yeah. yeah. The Batman Justice League movie. Yeah. Anyway, 
And then Spike wants credit for not feeding on the victims. <laughs> <laughs> this was funny. What does I'm this not gonna girl lie. want? <laughs> Buffy's like, you want me to give you props because you're not feeding off of the bleeding. She ate here. She ate. You're disgusting. I was like, go off. Yeah, you are. It's uh-huh. like, gosh, what more does a man have to do? This just leads down a whole rabbit hole of a soapbox I have on the show because, like, you know when you watch a show and someone does something nasty like this and then the heroine doesn't say anything and you're like, why don't you say something? Buffy always does and people don't believe her that she doesn't yep. like him. Yep. And Can then we she talk finally about just, that? <laughs> she finally just decides not to say anything anymore because people don't listen to her. Exactly. And then people are like, um, she's denying her feelings. She's in love with him. I'm like, be no. freaking believe for Buffy. real. Hashtag believe Buffy. Gosh. But you know what I mean? Like Buffy's one of the only shows where the heroine actually says the things that we like, she needs to say in the moment, mm-hmm. what stuff I would say. And yet mm-hmm. people don't believe her. People I think that's take why- that. Into the Woods is so infuriating. And I know we talked about this, but like everything Buffy was saying in response to Riley, I was like, I literally thinking as a response to say back to him and then she would say it. And I was like, go girl. And then to hear him twist it and come back and you're just like, it felt like a real conversation. Anyway, so she's like, that's disgusting and leaves. And he's like, what's it take? (laughs) These women are just speaking in codes. I don't understand. (laughs) Just a mystery, guys absolute mystery women make no sense she's like literally laying out exactly what she doesn't like that you do females gosh oh no (laughs) (laughs) uh back at the magic shop we have anya will getting supplies for this new spell um, and then they kind of go into it here. Willow's like, hey, like, mm-hmm. you know what? You're kind of rude. And at some point, you need to understand how humans work. This is giving, this is America, and you need to speak English here. <laughs> yeah. At a certain right. point, you have to, like, be human and act like a human. At a certain point, you have to, like, you know, learn English because you live here. It's kind of giving that. <laughs> there was a whole scene that was cut out of the episode here where Giles was actually supposed to come back in this moment and he was supposed to be around for the rest of the episode. I don't know what happened. I wonder if Tony had, like, couldn't be here for the episode or something, but. Um, Giles was supposed to come in and see the absolute chaotic mess that was the gift shop. And Willow says, maybe later we can hide some of the broken stuff as Giles was standing behind her. And then she was supposed to turn around and see Giles. And then she was supposed to give a little wave and say, you got the early flight. Yay. And it says, Giles smiles, kind of a creepy manic. I'm not going to let this bother me smile. And then he says, there was only one undamaged statue of the goddess Lithra in the world. This was it. And then Anya says, and you've got the wrong head there. That's a head from a dog statue. And then Giles looks at what he's holding. He goes, so it is. So funny. And then Willow <laughs> says, um, Giles, could you maybe make an angry face? Because the smile is kind of scaring me. And it says, Giles, still smiling. The damage. Was it a demon? And then Anya says, troll. Willow released him during some thievery. And Willow says, Anya's fault. He collapsed the loft at the bronze. Buffy's there helping people. We're going to find magics to stop him. This is Giles still smiling. A troll. Fine. I'm going to do something. And then Willow says, you can yell at us or go help Buffy rescue the innocent. And Giles hesitates. And then he, she goes, I understand it's difficult. 
<laughs> That's funny. I wish they kept that in. That's funny. And then Joss goes, I will rescue the innocent. And then Anya holds out his car keys. And then Anya goes, the keys of your car. And as Joss goes, you drove my car. How oh, marvelous. No. How perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Anya goes, we didn't crash it. And then Willow goes, not at all. And the troll didn't hit it with his enormous godly hammer or anything. <laughs> and Joss goes, fabulous and then he takes it and leaves <laughs> i know i was kind of wondering like about his response with the trash dump shop i was kind of sad that we didn't see it and also tara was actually supposed to be working alongside buffy helping her get people out of the rubble too all right but let's talk about this conversation between anya and willow and i will say willow does have good reason to be apprehensive about Zan- or Anya because even she mentions like, hey, like you were even human when you turned Olaf into a troll. And I was like, that is uh-huh. a very interesting argument. I was like, I can see that, you know? But then it's like, you can't just be like treating her horribly for like yeah. over a year, you know? I think this is such a petty thing, guys, but I think something that really bothers me about this episode is it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Every single scene between girls, they're talking about some guy. And I wish, I wish so much we had had a a scene of Anya talking about her feelings and her emotions apart from Xander or Olaf or all that other stuff. I don't know. I just, I wish there was more about talking about why we're feeling the way we're feeling and all this stuff. Like it just, it was a good episode. It, it dealt with some good stuff, but I feel like I just wanted it to go so much deeper. And it felt like, oh, you know, the classic, we have a, we have a problem, but we both fight together uh, towards a big bad or towards, you know, a demon. And then at the end of the day, we don't have to apologize or talk about anything because we're good now. And it's like, I need more than that. Um, But I feel like there was some really interesting things they both said. Anya then goes, hey, like, Will, like, you're closer to my, like, last job than I am to offer offer you to be a vengeance demon. And I'm like, bang, Mm -hmm. like, these are facts that they're both spitting. That's actually really important because I think they're making clear nods to something blue. Um, Anya's like, hey, like, you're kind of acting jealous. And I understand that, like, you don't like men, but, like, I understand and know that you were the one who broke up Xander and Cordy. Well, I mean, Xander and Willow both did that. But yes, that's not an unfair statement. <laughs> yeah. Valid. Um, Passion the Nerd brought up a really interesting point by Willow saying, hello, gay now to the whole, like, I wouldn't do that. As, like, obviously, that's an iconic line, but one, it is by erasure. If, you know, Willow is indeed biased, we all seem to think that she is because I she was fully in love with Oz. She loved Will, er, she loved Xander. Now she's in love with Tara and stuff. But also, um, hopefully she sees that what she did was wrong and that's why she wouldn't do it. It's not just because she's gay now. <laughs> you but know, also, like you don't have to like men in order to kind of still have this weird competition and jealousy. Like jealousy yes. doesn't have to mean romantic feelings. You could be jealous of their time, jealous of the attention that they used yeah. to get. Like, and you could still break them up, like based yeah. on like uh priority and or um loyalty that Xander might have towards Willow. There's many different ways you could bring mm-hmm. them up. But also it's like Willow thought she was straight when she was with Oz and then she got with Tara and then she thought she was gay. And so it's like, it's kind of like, it's, it's, I think it's fair for Anya to be like, okay, well you like Tara right now, but you've always liked Xander. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. 
it's easy to go back to that. Plus, I mean, like what Sarah said, like, Hold I don't Xander care accountable. who the, yeah, well, yeah, that, but also I don't care what the frick anyone says. Willow is bi, bro. Like, she loved Oz and she loved Tara. I just really struggle to, and we've talked about this before, I struggle with how the show deals with its female friendships. It feels like you constantly have to pit girls against each other, especially when it comes to a man. And this episode is particularly a the epitome of that. Um, so They both kind of conclude that they won't hurt Xander, that they both really care for him. And then Olaf comes crashing in, throws them both into bookshelves. And then this is the moment with Xander where I'm like, this is the Xander that I really like. He's really fearless. He jumps in. Um, he gets like beaten like a, to a pulp his, and he's going back. wrist, yeah, snapped. Yeah. And yeah. I honestly think that this probably should have killed him with the, the hammer. Like, I was about to say, I was like, there's no yeah. freaking way that did not kill him. Guys, he's a ex-military. Uh, no. He's, no. he's really got it down. <laughs> The, the initiative has implanted some sort of titanium metal plate inside of his skull that allows him to- The initiative to- comes and was like, hey, we hear you have some military experience. We really need you. <laughs> you are a we perfect really need candidate. You to- yeah, we need you down to Belize. <laughs> <laughs> and we're to like, the missionaries. Cool. How fast can we get a helicopter yeah. here? He's like, don't worry, though. We're not the government. <laughs> we're the army. <laughs> Oh my gosh, guys, the stupidest line. <laughs> I can't. Um, so yeah, he's getting beaten down, and then Olaf is like, you know what? I applaud your masculinity. I'm going to award you with one of your women you could keep. Well, this is interesting because this is a play on Sophie's choice, which is when you are stuck with two impossible decisions with undesirable options, you just refuse. And you say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make a choice. Um, and that's what Xander says, like the insane troll logic. But this is important because it's foreshadowing for the future. So just keep it in mind. Will does a spell again and the cash register leaves in the moment of pure adrenaline. Um, and then Buffy and Tara come in. Oh, well, we forgot the moment that Anya says, no, choose me. Choose me to die. Just don't take him. Oh, I <gasps> forgot about that. That was really sweet. I was like, oh. Anya. You notice how Will is like, heck no, heck no. <laughs> I was like, Anya. That was very sweet. That was amazing. And she's like in tears. I was like, oh my gosh. But if anything, if I were Willow, I would be like, you know what? That just proves. Yeah, yeah that, clearly like, she loves him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, Buffy bursting in, Giles and Tara were supposed to be with her in this moment, too. I wonder what the choice was to leave Tara out. Tara is here, I think. Yeah, she comes she back comes in, in later. Yeah. Because Willow says Tara stay back, but uh, yeah. Giles was not supposed Giles was supposed to be here, which is so odd. Uh Buffy fights the troll immediately. Uh Willow gets new supplies ready for another spell and tells Anya to piss off the troll so he's distracted. <laughs> Listen, I have faith in you. There is no one you cannot piss off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anya is spewing out insults while Will does a spell on his hammer. Um, and then Anya and Willow compliment each other at the end being like, good job. You you did really good at insulting. You too. Good job. Very with the irritating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they get the hammer taken away, but they forget, oh, yeah, he's still a troll and very strong. Poor Buffy gets blown <laughs> across the room. Um 
The troll insults the gang and says Anya and Xander's love won't last. And Buffy gets angry on their behalf and beats him up to the point that he gets knocked out. Good for her. Well, he says Anyanka is very difficult to live with. Oh, that's so sad. This is the guy that she was in a relationship with. No wonder Anya has so many issues. Yeah. Xander being coddled by the two women poor baby and they're both like grabbing his arms <laughs> I, I was like i mean i'm happy he for them but i'm also still a little mad at him <laughs> why is no one doing this for buffy is what i want to know like we're we're coddling xander and anyway okay i'm shutting up now you guys know willow sends olaf to what she hopes is the correct dimension with trolls because it's apparently hard as hard as throwing a live bee at a puppy i'm so dead that she's like well <laughs> if it's not correct then at least he's gone <laughs> he's somewhere <laughs> who cares Bye bye, Olaf. Maybe he's in Belize. He's the guy tormenting the missionaries. <laughs> yeah, he. This yeah. is like the <laughs> foreshadowing. And then Buffy breaks down again about Anya and Xander being together, making sure that they stay together forever. It, it was interesting because you have a voiceover of Xander responding to Buffy when she goes, Oops, and when the troll hammer crashes through. And then you have a shot of willow and tara and you have a xander voiceover that says the place was trashed enough anyway this is interesting because there was a whole other section that was between giles and the rest of them and i wonder if they filmed those or like were planning on filming those and then had it all blocked out and then tony head couldn't be here so they had to insert the voice over and just cut that scene short but i don't know it's just very weird i i mean i wish that we had seen his reaction but it is what it mm-hmm. is yeah so back at the the Summer's house, we have Giles back hanging out with Joyce and Buffy. Joyce comes in to hang out with them and kind of converse. And Giles stands up quickly and grabs the tray of tea. I was like, oh, that's sweet. Yes, I noted that too. And then she calls him I know, Rupert. Yeah. They I need know. to be in love, bro. I think <laughs> Jane Espenson <laughs> secretly ships them because she also wrote Ban Candy. And I think she Anytime keeps writing these little can. moments. Yeah. 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 I would she's too. Like, she's like, she's so will into existence. She speaks for the people. Go, Jane. She's like, I got you guys. This is for the yeah. girlies. They're literally kiss, mom kiss, and dad. Kiss. Yeah, they <laughs> really are. Although, okay, were they not planning on Dawn finding out? Because they're talking about it full in volume room, or in, in the, the dining, dining room. room right next to the stairs. No, Yeah, so we're uh, unclear as of the end of this episode of what exactly Dawn heard. But we know she at least heard that Joy says, I can't begin to grasp this. She's my little girl. Um, and that Dawn is something. We don't know mm-hmm. if she heard that she was the key or not. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, boy. Good. I think it's time for Dawn to know. <clears throat> like, not, not not that I think that, like, Dawn – in real life, I would be like, no, Dawn shouldn't know. But, like, in as far as, like, the season and storyline part of it, it's time for Dawn to know. It's time to kind of bring this more front and center because we've kind of put the whole Dawn as the key on the back shelf while we've dealt with Riley and even Joyce. And now that that's over, like – they need to kind of focus on that more. So next episode, guys, is one of my favorites. I think it's one of the fan favorites. It's Checkpoint. And it's so, so good. So excited. It's been a minute it. since I've seen that one. So I'm excited to break it down. Same. Honestly, season five, it's been a while since I've seen season five. So it's been cool going back through it. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's been at least almost four years because we I haven't watched the whole show in its entirety since we started talking about it so it's been several years since I've watched some of these seasons so yeah yeah. same 
All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed Triangle. Let us know your thoughts. Do you guys think this is the weakest episode of the season or do you think other episode is? Let us know. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Tumblr at Becoming Buffy Podcast. And you can email us at becomingbuffypodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support us and listen to our spoiler recap for each of these episodes, you can join our Buy Me a Coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash becomingbuffy. Speaking of which, special shout out and thank you to our producers, Christine, CJ, Kate, Omri, Paul, and Cashan. Thank you so much to all of our listeners, and we will talk to you all next time.